with the blanket. It's really cold in here. It could also be the fact that I'm wearing a tank top, but it's fine. Are we recording? We're live. Dun, 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 dun. I got us a little box. A mystery murder crime box. It looks like it has box. blood splatter on yeah, it. Like I, the design yeah, looks like blood splatter. It's a hunt to killer box. Not a sponsor. No. Not a sponsor. So hopefully this goes well. Hunt to killer. Because this was a $32 box. Yeah, I was about to say. We haven't even opened it Also, yet. it came all beat up. I think that was just shipping. Well, I honestly well they should like... maybe not put... They should put the packaging in different packaging. To where it doesn't just well, look at this yeah look at it i feel like part Disgusting. of that was just because we've had that for like three weeks it's also been in the apartment for three yeah. weeks yes we've had right. it for a hot minute and okay yeah so i'm opening it okay can i open it you, would you like to yeah okay i'll give you some stuff we'll take yeah, turns right, reading stuff i like let's give you something to do yeah it's kind of like your your podcast so i feel like i should have a little bit more that i can do okay so i'm gonna so explain, explain. Uh -huh. what we have okay so this also by the way is chapter one of a six chapter overarching story will we know who did it i hope that each one is its own isolated thing like we have an ending uh -huh. to this if not i have not canceled the subscription yet so there will be more boxes sent to the apartment um We'll have to see, but uh -huh. I just want to see how this one goes. If it's not, if th if there if there's not a final yeah. answer by the end of this, uh -huh. I'm gonna be very upset, okay. and I'm gonna cancel the subscription. So, go for it. All right, I just so, want to share that. Basically, I open the box, and in the box is a giant file folder. It kind of looks like those um, what's it called, like a Manila <laughs> folder. Um, it looks like that, but. It's like a purple color. It says Candence. Do you C A C A D E N C E Cadence? I'm gonna say Cadence. Oh Christ. Cadence. Okay. Cadence Theater, established 1928. It kind of looks like this could be like The Great Gatsby, to be completely honest. Like th that's what this like envelope so set is in giving that time me period. vibes possibly so we have that we're not going to open that just yet but that's our little file folder and then we have like a welcome to hunt a killer um it let me let me briefly scan it to see if it's worth reading out mm -mm. oh it says here are some tips okay i'm gonna read you the tips uh the rest of this doesn't really seem relevant it's mainly just like refer somebody join in on the fun whatever so i'm gonna read the tips we'll freaking see about that i'll be the judge of that yeah right we're not gonna refer anybody until we get to the end of this yeah so it says dedicate a space to play well <laughs> okay cool it says you'll need to keep your evidence organized for future for future reference don't lose anything and don't throw out previous episodes oh, oh my no. god we are, this is awful oh no this is awful it says take notes construct a timeline of events and profile of each character if a crime has been committed focus on means motive and opportunity it's not a race. Instead of rushing to complete the objective, examine every item and reach and read each document carefully. Let yourself become a character in this gripping adventure. Okay, so 
It kind of feels like... Oh, my God. I don't really know. We'll We're not going to get a... There's not going to be an answer by the end of this one. Probably It's like not. a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's kind of what it looks like. Holy crap. And then they gave us a little enamel pin. He's filming, so I'm going to show the little... Nice. Very nice, nice. right? Yeah. We might uh, hang that up somewhere in the office. We'll see. Okay. I think this is the beginning. It oh. says, okay, so there's a card in here. There's a card with the case, and the card says, Curtain Call, Episode 1, this month your package contains, and then it has a list of everything that's in the package. PI letter, Julia letter, forensic report, attic inventory, program, Ruth note, Hector, Hector, le Hector letter, rehearsal notes, Cufflink and Candice Candence Theater. Oh, Cadence, the, yeah. Cadence Theater Notebook. Let's see what the back says. You can go to the website for hints. To complete this episode, examine all documents and items for clues. Check the ca Cadence Theater website for additional information. Check the virtual desktop for additional information. What the? Decipher all, all coded messages. Begin a profile on each of the suspects. Begin a timeline of events. Complete the objective provided by your contact, Julia. When you know the answer to the objective outlined in your contact's letter, send a message through the email shortcut on the virtual desktop. Put the word curtains in the subject line. In the body of the message, type the murder weapon you identified based on the evidence in this episode. You'll receive a congratulatory response if you're correct. If your answer is incorrect, you should receive a response prompting you to try again. Okay, so we will have something. We'll have some information. But And by the end of this, we would have figured out what the murder weapon is. Yes. Maybe not who killed it. Who killed whoever. Right. Do you want to take notes? Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a brief pause to adjust, to get ready. Dominic over here is going to do note-taking, and I will be reading the information. Um, also, if you have not done this, this will be a spoiler. So just a heads up. I'm ready. Okay, so... Let's see. Maybe we should write down. I guess I can see this, so it's Here, fine. Actually, whenever you get to whatever's in in the thing, just record whatever you see come out of the envelope. Okay. Well, we don't have to take notes right now. Oh, like, fair. take notes okay, when okay. there's information to take notes on, you know? Okay. Let me adjust my mic real quick so that I can, you know, get stuff out of the little envelope so you can hear it rattling. It's a real thing. It's physical. ASMR? Yes. Oh, you know what another thing that would be cool? They have, like, virtual escape rooms now. What? That would be interesting. Oh, my God. It's the same sort of, like, mystery. Okay. I already played it. It's called How to Request Off. How to Request Off? Oh, my God. It's in cursive. Oh, my God. That's, we got to back the freak up now. Okay. I think I got everything out. Okay, yeah. So that's everything. We got all of it out. Oh, what is this? Is that a Monopoly piece? It, yeah, oh, oh. Oh, God. It looks like a Monopoly piece fell out. 
It, Did they just spoil the murder weapon? Right? What if this is the murder weapon? Could you imagine? Okay. Let's see. That would ruin the whole thing. The show is over. That's a TNT thing, right? It looks like. Like a... I don't know. You just push it down and the bomb goes out. Possibly. Oh, goodness. Okay. Let's see. Oh, okay, so they gave us a notebook. One, The oh. first thing that they gave us is a notebook to take notes in. Oh, okay, so that's where we're at. Okay. Yeah, nice. so we can take notes in this. It looks really nice. I like the way it looks. It says, Are you interested in learning about the theater but don't know where to begin? The stage doesn't have to be intimidating. With the Candence Theater's pocket guide, you'll never get confused by theater again. And then it tells us a little bit about music notes. It says new to the musical notation and then has some stuff which will probably be uh, beneficial later. So you navigate the stage with the Candace Theater stage directions. So it shows us, I'll show you, it shows us a photo of like what the stage looks like. Do you see it? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Uh, learn stage terminology with our theater glossary. We got apron, blackout, blocking, dark green room, marking out, treads, wings, and that is it. It says, think you're ready to take on Broadway? Break a leg. And then it's uh, ready to take some notes. So let's read. I don't know if we're allowed to do this, like read the whole thing out loud, but... No, go for it. We're, we're solving this crime. Yes. Okay. So Candace, or not Candace, Julia is the person that hired us, right? Yeah, I'm gonna write her down. She's a prime suspect. I'm Julia, <laughs> Julia, already we just got here. So write down Julia dash um, like investigator. Informant. Yeah, informant. Okay, I'm gonna read what she said. Okay, should we mark on it or should we not mark on anything? Yeah, mark on whatever. Okay. It says hello. Hi. First of all, thanks for taking my case. Shut up, Julia. We know you did it. I don't know what I would have done if Michelle hadn't put us in touch. I'm not sure how much she's told you, so I'll start from the beginning. I run the Candence... Cadence, right? Cadence? I hate this name. (laughs) I hate this. I run the Cadence Theater, which has been in my family since the 1930s. Money's tight, so I recently decided to see if we had any antique costumes that might be worth selling. I wasn't exactly thrilled at the thought of auctioning them off, but I owe it to my family's legacy to keep things going. Anyway, I finally started doing an inventory of our costumes, and I got to this trunk at the very back of the attic. When I opened it, there was a body inside. Okay, first of all, didn't we already see this? Um, <laughs> we just watched the show, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyways, spoiler. Don't say oh, that. Christ. Um. Anyways, okay. So, yeah. so right. So, let let's let's fast track. She so owns the place. Julia that we're about. owns it. Julia is the owner. That's who Julia is. Oh, okay. Yes, Julia is the owner, and she found a body in the very back of the attic so so maybe we should write down the location of the body the very back of the attic in a trunk done okay i'm gonna continue reading go for it i thought at first it was a fake mummy from some old stage production i even took a picture to show my property master 
Then I noticed this awful smell and realized it wasn't a prop at all. She took a photo of a dead body? Are you crazy? And sent it to someone? Julia. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm also going to write down stupid. <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible. While I was waiting for the police to show up, it occurred to me that the body might belong to Viola Van. How would she just... Why would it... Why would it be... So, so let me... So, a body was in a... In a in a trunk in a and trunk. she was like you know what maybe this is viola viola no. viola is that you ma'am ma'am she did i'm telling you write down viola though because that's a name okay back in the depression she worked at the cadence as a th- actress a pretty good one by all accounts when i was a kid the stagehands told stories about how she went missing without a trace after some ill-fated rehearsal they had all kinds of wild theories about what happened to her Turns out she was the attic auto. Uh oh. She's the attic. Turns out she was in the attic all along. Oh, okay. Only no one knew it. It's horrible to realize that every moment I've spent here, pretty much every moment my dad and my grandparents spent here too, for that matter, she was up there waiting for someone to find her. So it this... makes sense why she would think it's Viola now. Okay, so but but this this body has been there for a hot minute. So Since how the nineteen thirties, I don't know. How do when we know the killer is even still out there? What are we even looking for? I think she's trying to. F- I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say I dead. feel like she's trying to figure out who did it, but it's really hard to do that when it was so long ago. Oh my god, what are we doing here? Anyway, the police came and processed the scene. We got the full crime lab experience for a few days. However, once they confirmed it was Viola and realized they weren't dealing with a recent homicide, the investigation started to fall down their list of priorities pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they have more pressing issues to deal with than a cold case that's more than 80 years old. Uh, yes. But this poor woman doesn't deserve justice any less because she was murdered a long time ago. I mean, yeah, we're still trying to figure out what happened to the dinosaurs. Yeah. So. (laughs) I realize any leads must be stone cold by now and that her killer is probably dead and gone, but I still want to do right by her if I can. (sighs) Okay, I'm up with stupid and naive. Yeah. Write down that it was 80 years ago. So we have that time stamp of like what time it is. I know the police don't have the same personal connection to this crime as I do, but I get the feeling they haven't been very thorough. After they released the theater back to me, I took another look around the attic and found an old cuff link stuck between the floorboards. Basically, right under the place where the trunk was. When I brought it to them, they said it could have wound up there at any time, so it wasn't of significance. Oh, <laughs> wasn't of sufficient evidence. What are the words that these people are using? <laughs> sufficient interest is what I'm gonna say. Whatever that means. Maybe they're right, but it makes me feel like I can't rely on them to solve this case. So basically, she hates the police. Okay. Or she doesn't trust me in too. the police. Oh, okay. That's uh, what's happening. Me too. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. And I need to move things forward as quickly as possible. It was bad enough that the theater had to close down while they processed the crime scene, but the press has been hassling hassling me endlessly too. Worse yet, the theater's board of directors is blaming me for all of this. I don't know what they wanted me to do. Pretend I didn't find a body? I need you to help me clear this mess up so that things can go back to normal. So that's kind of interesting that they're trying to like 
move past the fact that they found a dead body in the attic. I feel like well, I could kind of understand from like a business standpoint, but also to make them feel bad for finding it. Like, how the freak was she supposed to know that she was gonna find a dead body in the attic? I'm just saying. I'm sending you as much information as I can about the theater from around the time Viola disappeared. We have lots of old records from that era, but it's going to take a while to comb through through them. I have to admit that some of the handwriting can be a little hard to read, but I've had enough experience puzzling through my grandparents' records that I'm actually pretty good at making out what they say. In case you have trouble parsing any of the cursive, I've left transcripts of handwritten documents on the virtual desktop Michelle set up for us. I'm also sending a copy of the forensic report. I can't say how I got my hands on it, but it might involve a forensic anthropologist who's a closet theater nerd and some extremely good tickets to a hip-hop musical about a certain founding father, Hamilton. Oh, my God. That was a reference to Hamilton Hamilton. just then. Wow. Okay. Not a sponsor? Yeah, right? I just figured if the police aren't doing anything with this information, maybe you can. I know you'll be able to show them how a real investigator works. I'm sure Michelle would say the place to start is with the murder weapon. I wouldn't be surprised if whatever the killer used was still in the attic when I found the body. That place was such a mess that it doesn't seem like a stretch to assume Viola's killer could have hidden a weapon up there. Being able to identify the murder weapon would take a lot of pressure off of me. I don't think the board will be too happy to hear I've engaged a private investigator to look into Viola's death, so I'd like to keep your involvement under the radar for the time being. When when you email me about the murder weapon, make the subject line of your email curtains. That way your message won't rouse any suspicions about what we're working on. You can put the name of the murder weapon anywhere in the body of the message. Send it to an email when you're ready maybe with your help this case can finally be broken okay so that is the letter from julia okay lady very intense there is her letter you can look at i sure will julia adler Sus. That's real sus. Sorry, I've been watching too much of us. No, you mad sus, bro. You mad? Why you gotta be so sus? You mad sus, bro. <laughs> you mad sus. Oh my god. Okay. Um, the next thing I'm gonna read, I feel like I probably should have read before I read that one, but it's whatever. Okay. Go you ready? It. I'm ready. Hello, investigator. Who's this from? It's from uh, Michelle Gray, which Michelle, was being referenced. Michelle. Michelle was being referenced in that. Michelle's the one that got us in, oh, into contact, oh, okay, remember? Okay. The Hamilton? No, no. The Hamilton is the forensic, the forensic uh, anthropologist. Okay. Oh, oh, yes. I got yeah. you. So write down Michelle and put her down as uh, the link between us and uh, Julia. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello, investigator. I have a case for you. I'm handling a lot of cases on my own right now, but don't worry. I'm confident you can do this by yourself. It concerns an old friend of mine, Julia Adler. We met when I decided to take theater as an elective in college. The fake stabbing was fun for me. 
the actual acting, not so much. Okay. But Julia excelled at it from the very first class. She just vanished into every role she played. It took me a while to figure out who she was who she actually was but once i did we got along julia runs her own theater now the candence in new york i made it a po- <laughs> i should have read this stuff before i read it out loud i made it a point to stop by when i was in town a few years ago it's really helped the art deco vibe alive i don't know a lot about theater management but you don't need to be a detective to tell she's doing interesting work I know you'll like her, and I know you'll be able to help her. She's got a case on her hands that's so weird I almost couldn't believe it. So weird, I happened to get wind of it on the national news, and as much as I'd like to help, I'm just too busy. I'll let her fill you in on the details, but there is one thing I want you to remember. Trust, but verify. There are a lot of spinning plates when it comes to a case, so make sure you can find hard evidence to back up anything someone says. I like Michelle. Yeah, so that that's a really good clue. Trust but verify. Done. It's a good phrase to write down. I set up a virtual desktop that the two of you can use to share resources for the duration of this investigation. I use one in all of my own cases, and it works v- really well. You can log in at blank. Your username for the virtual desktop is your first initial and your last name. So, for example, mine's M. Gray, and the password is Porter. Meredith? <laughs> yeah, right. Once you're logged in, you'll find the folder you've created for Julia's case. It's the one called Cadence. The password to her folder is Coliseum. If there are any documents Julia needs to give you virtually, they'll be there. I know you can do it. Good luck. P.S. Because I'm roping you in on this, I put the word out there that anyone in need should contact you. Don't be surprised if you start hearing from other people in search of a PI. They'll tell you Michelle sent them. So I feel like that, the PS, is in reference to like other cases that we would get. Oh, okay. Well, um, so there's that. Let me, let me log into this, this crap. Okay, yeah. Log into the virtual desktop, and then we will start looking into the things that we have so some other things that we have while he's logging into that is we have a couple of letters um two of them are handwritten and they're in cursive and then the third one looks like it was typed on like a typewriter possibly that would be my guess. It's definitely not handwritten like the other two letters are. And then we have a um, one of those. I don't remember what they're called, but like the, the what is, what is it called? Not a playwright, but like a screenplay. Uh, uh, no, it's the it's the program that you get whenever you go. Pamphlet. No, there's an actual name for it for like the. The little thing that tells you who the cast is, but the play is you get them when you walk into a play. We have one of those. Um, It includes the name of the theater, the play that was going on, a director's note, a cast and crew section, actual photos of the cast, so we can see what Viola looks like and a synopsis for the play itself and some little ads on the back which i feel like probably have some sort of meaning because they wouldn't just include them for nothing 
We're going to show Dominic that little playwright. I'm going to call it a playwright because I don't know what it's called. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Um, can I open the official documents or do you want me to wait? Oh, well, hold on. I, it finally came up, so I'm, I'm using our username and password. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and start start looking at it. Okay. So I'm going to open these. It doesn't really have instructions on how we should look at the information, but we're just going to do it however, I guess. Oh, I'm logged in. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Okay, I'm logged into the site, uh, the Gray Investigations site, and there's a file titled cadence mm -hmm. and then there's another um file titled just for fun okay well cadence is the one that we're currently working on so okay so in the evidence in the official documents that were sent to us we have um a list of everything that was in the um in the attic at the time let's see yeah, so it has everything listed there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. A lot of information? Well, th there's, I see three files here, and then there's another folder mm -hmm. titled Staten, and then there's a show tunes playlist. So, there's, there's a lot that we, we gotta... Interesting, okay. So that is all the things located within the thing. Let's look at this, this is the forensic report. Okay, so this is basically talking about the state of the body. Oh, of Viola? A, oh, this is going to be scary. Is it a photo? You oh, ready? I don't know. Hold on. It's, it's 9.47. We're going to go to bed soon. Go for it. Just give me, give me one. Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot I'm of ASMR going on. You ready? Yeah. That's how she was tucked in? Holy crap. Well, that's how they did the, the like... That's probably how they had to pick I her out. Yeah, that's possibly. how she was stuffed in that yeah. trunk. Yeah, that's possible. Oof. Okay, so this is information on how the body was. So I'll read that. What? How long have we been recording? Uh, 30 minutes. This might be a two-parter. Yeah, this is probably going to be a two-parter. Because honestly, I don't see us solving this tonight. <laughs> Okay, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to start reading the forensic report, okay? Go ahead. And, and we'll go through it and see what needs to be written down, whatever. Yeah. Context. The remains were discovered in an antique trunk stored in the attic of a theater in Manhattan. Once it became clear to the New York City Medical Examiner's Office that the advanced state of mummification would prevent the performance of a traditional autopsy, the remains were sent to the facility for analysis. In order to avoid damaging the remains, the trunk was delivered to Whitlock's laboratory in its entirety. After extrication of the remains from the trunk, each item in the trunk itself was cataloged. The New York Police Department has taken the responsibility of cataloging the remaining of the materials found in the attic. The remains then underwent a series of x-rays as well as MRI and CAT scans in order to enumerate their identifying physiological characteristics and to determine cause of death. So basically, 
what the context is saying is that it was locked in this trunk and essentially went through mummification it didn't really like it didn't decompose the way it would normally because of where it was and so they weren't really able to do a typical autopsy interesting yeah wait was it mummified because it was like well preserved there or did I don't something know. happen i don't know enough about that to say mm. it just says advanced stage of mummification so it could have been decomposing and that was why they couldn't do i don't really know but they couldn't do a traditional autopsy so they had to do it a little bit differently okay you ready for the next thing go for it condition of remains the remains have undergone extensive mummification and are remarkably well preserved that answers your question okay this is likely due to a variety of environmental factors if the remains were placed into the trunk and subsequently experienced low humidity or extreme temperature soon after the time of death spontaneous mummification may have occurred within a number of weeks Additionally, the construction of the trunk, which is 60 centimeters in width, 120 centimeters in length, and 60 centimeters in depth, in depth, <laughs> in depth, would have prevented all animal scavenging and most insect interference with the remains. I wonder if this happened in either summer or winter because of the extreme. I don't know how humidity is humidity level i feel like it probably happened in the winter time because yeah, humidity would be that. low and, and no no bugs would be out anyway yes and the temperatures would be extremely cold yeah especially so, up in an attic yeah get out of here it makes me feel like it happened in either summer or winter the remains themselves were arranged such that the body's left sagittal plane faced downward since the most dramatic paramortem trauma was inflicted on the left side of the cranium it can be reliably assumed that death occurred before the remains were placed into the trunk so she died before they put her in the trunk mm. the manipulation to the remains required to fit them into the space of the trunk suggests the remains were placed there before the onset of rigor mortis within a few hours of death so basically they killed her and then put her in a trunk I mean, at least she wasn't, uh, like, locked in there alive. I mean, I mean either way. Either awful, way, but. yeah. Clothing and accessories. On remains. Knee-length black wool coat. Pockets found to be empty. Garment is in relatively good condition. Oh, she was fully clothed. Black wool coat, so it was definitely winter. Yeah, do you want to? Yeah, it definitely makes it winter. Make a note of the clothing that she was wearing, okay? Gotcha. Calf-length heather green wool dress. She was wearing a wool dress, too. Yeah, it was definitely winter when this happened. Either that, either it was winter or she was doing a play that required that type of dress. Because she was oh, an yeah. actress, yes. Yeah. So we have to remember that. Hmm. It is likely that the material of this garment absorbs some moisture from the remains, aiding in the mummification process. The fabric of this garment is in extremely poor condition. Girdle constructed of elasticized material in very poor condition. Bandeau-style satin brassiere, dramatically discolored and in very poor condition. 
Satin tap pants drastically discolored and in very poor condition. Semi-sheer rayon stockings drastically discolored and in very poor condition. The fact that the wool coat is in such good condition is interesting. Mark next to the wool coat that it's like the only thing in good condition. Hmm. And I'm only really worried about the fact that she's wearing wool. Other than that, I don't care about all this extra clothing stuff. Green side button shoes with three inch heels, size seven, comprised of leather and suede, somewhat discolored with age, but overall well preserved. White gold wristwatch with 12 Marquise cut emeralds inlaid around the perimeter of the watch's face, affixed to the left wrist. Year of manufacture is 1934, so she died after 1934. Okay. Glass of watch's face is shattered. Internal mechanisms appear to have been knocked out of place through blunt force. Time on the watch's face reads 5.57. Write down 5.57 and that the watch was shattered. Done. Okay. Now, real quick, real quick. Might be going on a tangent here, but with the wool stuff, Mm -hmm. is this the last production she was in i don't know i'm assuming so and that's why they would include it but i'm not sure because um i can i'll do some research over here if this is an actual thing i don't know if this is an actual play um but the the character she might be playing might have a wool i don't know i could see if, if this is like an actual play and that if Does she it was, have a date or anything anywhere in that? Like, of when it's happening? Like, January 4th, 20-whatever. May 4th. As of May 4th, the role of Florinda, which is the person that Viola was going to play, mm-hmm. will be taken over by Evelyn Kiltridge. So it doesn't say a year. But it's May as of May fourth. Okay. She's been replaced. Interesting. Hmm. Um, that's like that's like springtime, so it's getting out of winter. Huh. So I so, wonder if it was after she went missing. Or... So she. Yeah, I, I think she's yeah she's missing right now. This makes it would make sense because for her role to just be taken over. Uh huh. So. I guess it's not in the winter time. Either well, either she had just went missing, or she goes missing shortly after this. You know, like she gets mad at somebody and is like, "Why are uh-huh. they changing my posi- like? Why are they taking oh, away my thing?" And then they get way. mad. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the next stuff? Yeah. Clothing and accessories continued. Surrounding remains. So I guess this is like not necessarily on her person, but in the trunk itself. Okay black leather purse in relatively good condition containing the following $63 cash actors equity membership card issued to Viola Vane United States passport issued to Victoria who the freak is Victoria this document describes Miss Gania Gaina, Gaina, as a female born on the 16th of June in the year 1911. Write down Victoria. 
I don't know if it would be if Victoria is Viola or... I don't see a Victoria in this pamphlet. Well, like, as if, like, Viola changed her name or something. Like, she traveled here from somewhere else, and when she got to the United States, she changed her name. Oh, like her stage name? Yes. Is Viola. Yeah. Makes sense. One pack of cigarettes unopened, one sterling silver cigarette lighter, one collapsible knife, stainless steel, with a blade seven and a half centimeters in length. There is no evidence of genetic material on the blade itself. One stainless steel key, 6.4 centimeters in length, 3 centimeters in width. Interesting. Yeah. Seven dresses of similar size and cut to the one worn by the remains made of varying materials. The dress directly beneath the cranial wound was moderately discovered as was a dress that laid atop the body. Castle Mayer testing confirmed this discoloration to have been the result of blood in both these cases. So she was actively bleeding when when she was put in the trunk. Yes. Oof. One newspaper severely discolored. Castle Mayer testing confirmed this discoloration to have been result of blood. Okay, so this will give us a date. A newspaper will give us a date. Uh-oh. Text made partially legible through thermal reconstitution. The date printed on this newspaper is... Drumroll, please. Da, 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 da. Sunday, November 4th, 1934. Okay, so it's getting cold. Yes. Didn't we just see 1934? Well, 19, she died after 1984. No, 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 no. She died after 1934. There was something... 84 doesn't make sense. Yeah, it says it says oh, that she was me. she was wearing a watch that was manufactured in 1934, and so we had said that she had to have died oh, after that. Why did I write 84? I don't know, but I'm gonna need you to make accurate oh, notes if we're god. gonna solve this. Oh my god! Okay. okay, so go back to Sunday, November what? November fourth, 1934. Okay, so that that makes sense because it said in the following weeks after death it it had to have had extreme temperatures. That's winter time, especially in the 1930s. Like, global warming wasn't a thing. They were getting... It's like New York. Remember how your dad used to talk about there used to be, like, Mm -hmm. feet of snow? Oh, yeah. That's probably what happened there. Sex. Like, gender. Okay. The remains indicate a female... This conclusion was reached through morphologic analysis of the cranium and mandible, which lack prominent brow ridges and possess small mastoid processes, a rounded frontal profile, and a pointed chin. Is she a witch? I don't know. As well as morphological analysis of the pelvis, which presents a wide greater... I don't know what any of these words are, but basically she's a female. Mm -hmm. Age. The remains are consistent with the skeletal development of an individual in her mid, early to mid-twenties. 
The presence of third molars indicate an age beyond the late teens. However, high osteological density indicates that the subject had not yet reached her late 20s. So she's uh, like 20 to 25, basically. Ancestry. The subject possesses a high and narrow anterior nasal aperture, as well as an orbital structure that exhibits a circular aviator glasses shape. These features suggest, in broad terms, European, European ancestry. She had style. Sure. Stature. Measurement of the skeletal remains indicate a height of 155 centimeters. Spontaneous mummification such as this are only possible when very little moisture is present in a corpse at the time of death. The preservation of the skin suggests that the subject had relatively little excess moisture in the form of body fat while alive, indicating also, a slimmer frame. Uh, real Can quick. you let me just finish <laughs> but, the little passage? Okay, okay. It's one sentence. This may also indicate a lack of stomach contents at the time of death. Well, I just wanted to say that 155 centimeters is uh, five feet. You interrupted me to hmm? tell me it was five feet tall? She was five. Yeah. I thought that might be useful. I'm sorry. I'm t I'll take notes. And continue. <clears throat> is it hot in here? I want to crack the fan. As I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying, basically, that's an interesting point that she was very slim and she possibly had an empty stomach when she died. Slim and small. Yeah, which her being an actress kind of suggests that maybe she was like very keen on watching her weight. She wasn't eating enough, you know? And then it says, um, all the subject's teeth are present, undamaged, and well-preserved. Okay. So that's good. So they probably were able to do DNA testing on the teeth themselves. And then we have a photo of the actual body. So we have left side and right side. On the left side, it says the left wrist has uh, paramortem trauma. Can you look up the word paramortem? done i think that has to do with something about ghosts i was thinking it had to tell us what if it happened before or after death makes more sense for sure paramortem means according to the definition that i'm looking for do you want me to spell it yes please <laughs> p-e-r-i Okay. M-O-R-T-E-M. All right. The medical definition of paramortem takes place at or around the time of death. Okay. So, possibly, the killer grabbed her wrist hmm. before he killed her. He, she, whoever. So, uh -oh. maybe she tried to fight. Or run away. Yes. And then it says, the still on the left side, front left portion of the skull. Extensive paramortem damage, likely cause of death. 
Dang. So, so they, they, she probably did put up a little fight. Yeah, it sounds like maybe somebody had like hit her on the head with something. That's that's probably how she died is being hit on the head with something. Ooh. Yes. Uh, so it would have to be something heavy enough to kill her. Right side of the body. Anti-mortem. Decred. I'ma look up. Anti-mortem. Okay. A-N-T-E mortem. Anti-mortem means occurring or performed before death. It So it happened before she died? Yep. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because um, there are three injuries that happened during that time. There was... Uh, can you look up this word for me? D-E-G-R-A-D-A-T-I-O-N. Degradation. The condition or process of degrading or being degraded. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought okay, it would yeah, mean. Yeah. But it says that she has degraded ligaments in her pelvis. Hmm. So, it's like... Look up pelvis. Pelvis is like down there. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so... How does that happen? So oh, she, I wonder... Was she pregnant? That was not the what, direction okay. I was and going in. What were you going I was going to say, I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that she's so small. Her not eating. I wonder if that could cause, like, her ligaments to degrade. You know, like her not getting They're enough They're not getting nutrients. enough, yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Um, and then it says, a healed injury on her right hand and a healed injury on her right forearm so something happened to where basically her whole right side is like messed up Hmm. and that happened before she died so i wonder if like oh i wonder if she had like a boyfriend or like her stage manager was like really mean and would like just grab on her and stuff like that are we recording yes okay all right, we're back. Continue. Sorry. Sorry, got to adjust. I'm no longer comfortable like I was before. Um, let's see. So we are on the final page of the documents, and then we'll have the inventory list, which will be interesting because we can write down what's heavy enough to kill someone with. Mm. Oh, oh, by the way, thank you for reading all this. Yeah, did you want to read? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know there would be so much reading. Paramortem trauma. Mm-hmm. Ready? Ready. There is a depressed fracture in the upper left quadrant of the cranium's frontal bone near the coronal suture. This fracture is 8 centimeters in diameter. Diam- diam- <laughs> oh my god. That was the worst one. Yeah, diam. My mic fell. Oh no, I still got it turn it some more. Um, uh, and back. Okay, hopefully it doesn't mess up again. What I want you to write down from this section is the size of the spot where she died. It's eight centimeters in diameter. Okay. And it's circular in shape. That's very interesting indicating the use of a weapon of a corresponding size and shape. Mm. 
The blow lodged numerous shards and splinters of bone into the frontal lobe of the cerebrum. That is terrible. A number of these bone fragments have remained partially attached to the cranium itself. This indicates that the peristeum was still present at the time of fracture, and therefore the injury can be assessed as paramortem trauma. This, coupled with the total absence of healing along fracture lines, indicates this injury as the cause of death. Okay, so that's the reason she died. Okay. So we could potentially find the murder weapon that way. It's something that's circular and is eight centimeters in diameter. Is it a large pan by chance? Do you know how big eight centimeters is? I have a laptop in Look up a conversion of centimeters to inches, please. Right, looks like there's Do you see your problem with the That's large a pan small theory? Pan. Yeah. That's a small pan. <laughs> That's like pan. one of those ones where you cook just the wow. egg on it, right? Barely. Right. Barely. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, how many so inch how many centimeters is in an inch? There's about uh th- there's one centimeter in every zero point three nine inch. Okay, do one inch. Do, do the conversion the other way. Oh, it's a lot yes, easier. Yes. yes. yes inches just so one inch is 2.54 centimeters yes so basically okay. so it was about four it it's was about four, four inch inches pan. yeah okay. which okay. an inch is about this long so it's not very big it's probably like is that it a lego lego piece Our is remote? lego circular uh, no that's the answer whoa okay. anyways there's about to be a there's about to be a what? There's about to be a little case here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You said a Lego piece and we just established that the weapon is circular. The Have Lego you... head. It's a circle How head. How big? This... No. They make them big They're now. like one centimeter. They make them big now. No. Okay. Shout out to all my Lego fans. You know what I'm talking about. Initial x-rays also indicated a foreign body embedded into one fragment of the subject's frontal bone. Extraction efforts revealed this body to be a single... What? It's a ruby. They found a ruby in her skull. Which is interesting. Do you know why that's interesting? Why? There were emeralds in her watch so it it makes me wonder if maybe a, a woman killed her Whoa. i was i was assuming it was a man unless he wore rings which for the time period it could have been a man well, well so so the ruby was the, the eight inch no no, no. Oh. it was it was just in her skull it was embedded in her skull oh. so it must have come off of something oh my so God. whatever got hit like on her head might have had rubies in it Whoa. like some piece of jewelry or something okay, okay. um so the ruby is three centimeters in length three centimeters in width and two centimeters in height if i would have just kept my mouth shut and let you finish i probably would have known that the ruby wasn't the murder weapon well if you had listened originally you would have known <laughs> that too but it's whatever um, 
I feel like it's a little bit easier for me to put things together because I'm the one actually reading it and you're okay. just kind of listening to it. So yeah. that's kind of that. In addition to the extensive paramortem trauma of the cranium, there are several unhealed linear fractures present on the left distal radius, the left scaphoid, and the left lunate. Paired with the damage to the watch in the same area, these injuries can be understood as defensive wounds. So she did put up a fight. Yeah, so she broke her watch... By trying to, like, fend off her killer, basically. Mm. She put up a fight, which is amazing. Good for her. Which also kind of makes me feel like maybe it was a woman, because she'd be a little more likely to put up a fight against a woman. That is true. Yes. Uh Possibly our killer might be a woman. It depends on what the weapon ends up being, also. I think the woman that went for her... It's this one that replaced her in the play. You think that's who the killer is? Evelyn Kiltridge. Let's just cut the tape now and Sir. We're, I'm going to stop <laughs> recording right here and now. I already got it. I'm going to send them a message. That's I'm going to send Hunt a Killer a little message, not a sponsor, that I'm very frustrated because I figured it out. So. That's a mess. No, um, also, I'd just like to point out that half of these words I've never heard before. Yeah. So if I pronounce them wrong, sorry. Postmortem trauma. There's no post-mortem trauma. So the killer didn't do anything more to the body after she died. Well... Which is fairly nice, I guess. If it was, like, very vengeful and didn't whatever. did they put her in the trunk? Yeah, but oh, it Oh, she didn't. was still bleeding out when she was put in the trunk. So she, was, she wasn't dead yet. No, she, you can still be... Your blood can be leaving your body even if you're dead. Oh. You know? Oh, okay. So, yeah. so then post-mortem stuff was done because i don't understand that part post-mortem injuries means that they had like broken a bone or something after after she died Hmm. but nothing happened after she died they just and she 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 didn't get all stiff because she didn't go through rigor mortem rigor mortem or mortis or whatever stiffens up the body and then they would have to like break the bones to fold her into that position but since she didn't go through that they just kind of put her in there and then it was they left her there they didn't do anything after she died yeah so it makes me feel like maybe maybe it was an accident Ma'am, Th- her death was an accident? Yeah, like they were fighting and she like, somebody hit her on the head and accidentally killed her. Because if it was like vengeful, you would think that she would, that the killer would do more after the death. Like, out of spite, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's odd that there wasn't any post-mortem injuries. Hmm, well... Well, maybe it was premeditated because they put her in the trunk immediately. They, they found just, the right size trunk yeah, that they just didn't so just, happened to be empty. Yeah, they didn't just leave her there trying to figure out what to do with it for a couple hours. They, like, immediately got rid of it. Yeah. There's a lot of theories here. So, I think... Well, are you done with that page? No, I have two sections left. Okay, we'll finish up the two sections, and then I think we should... That'll be it for this first part, and then we'll go into the inventory list next, because we're already at an hour. We're already at an hour? Yeah. Are we doing, like, a pretty much unedited episodes? Yeah, I think it's just, 
it's just going to be that I'm not going to really cut much out because okay. all this is important. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to finish the document. Dang, I was really hoping to read the inventory list. No, we, we could we could probably read it and... and. Okay. I'm going to read the end of the page and then we're going to cut the end of the episode and then we'll pick up in the next episode. Yeah. Individualizing characteristics. In addition to the unhealed paramortem injuries, the remains also present also present a number of fully healed anti-mortem injuries. These injuries are not associated with the time or cause of death, but instead illustrate the subject's broader medical history. A list of the following injuries. Healed green stick fracture to the right proximal you look up U L N A. Oh, ulna. What is that? That is the bone right here, the, oh. the, like underneath the the pinky bone. Okay, okay. Thank cool, you, cool, anatomy cool. class. I never took anatomy, so I don't know. Healed tuft fracture to the right distal phalange. We know what phalanges, phalanges. are. Phalanges. Moderate antemortem degrad Degradation. I hate this word. Aww. Of the sacrotubious ligament. I can't say any of these words. They just, they're making stuff up at this point. <laughs> the subject's weakened pelvic ligaments could be understood as the result of a physically demanding career or as a result of movement of the posterior sacral for. What are these words? Nobody knows. I don't know. Summary of conclusions. These remains represent an adult Caucasian female aged in her early to mid-twenties with a height of 5 feet. It says 155 centimeters, but since you brought it in. All pathological evidence lines up with the identifying documents present on the remains. It can be confidently assumed that the remains are those of Victoria Gaynan, known widely by her stage alias... Elias? Is Elias, it Elias? Yeah. Viola Bain. I told you, I told you it was a stage. Hey. An assailant appears to have dealt two powerful blows to the victim utilizing a blunt object. Two blows. Two blows with a blunt object. Maybe that's how they injured her left hand. They hit her on the left hand and then they hit her on the head. One made contact with the left wrist turns out i was right one made contact with the left wrist which she likely held in front of her in defense the other made contact with her skull potentially lodging a small gemstone into her cranial bone which simultaneously lodging shards of bone into her brain death if not extenuating circumstances i hate these words (laughs) likely occurred within minutes of this injury. Shortly after death, the victim's remains were manipulated into the trunk where they remained until their recent discovery. Crazy. Yeah, she got hit by something that had a ruby in it, so it makes me feel like it's a piece of jewelry or some sort of, like, prop or something. Wow. Maybe a bowl with some gems in it. Okay. So we're going to we're going to end this episode here. Currently, we don't know anything. We know nothing, but we, we have all this information. Yeah, we have a lot of notes. Yeah. 
I got some I got, ideas. I got, I got, I got, you know, I got a, a good amount of notes. Yeah, I'm still curious about what that little figurine was that was in there. Because I feel like maybe that was the death, like, the murder weapon. But that would suck if they just included, like... I gotta, I gotta send an email to their department. Yeah, if they gave it away just like that. You know, that would be some garbage. If I'm being honest, I don't even think this can be just a two-parter. I think this is way more. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. Um, Because we're not even... We might have to scrap the whole idea because it just takes so long. No, no, we're we're pushing forward. Um, And I'll figure something out with it. We... uh, we are not even done with the evidence yet. Yeah. And there's all this online yeah. stuff. So Which you'll have to talk about. We have these letters that we have to try and decipher because honestly, they look like a bunch of mess. So okay. We'll see. Okay, so this is going to well, be the end. What? You know what? Let's knock out the inventory sheet. Knock out let's the inventory sheet? Let's just knock this out okay. as well with it. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, that'll make the next episode a little bit easier. I feel like we'll be able to figure it out by next episode yeah. if we do this one and this. Okay, so I'm just going to read the description of each object. And if anything stands out to us, we can read the notes section. Um, it also tells us where exactly this was found. Okay. Ready? Yep. Framed black and white photograph. Next. It says it, it's of an unidentified male. Musical clown doll. Manneke- mannequin torso. Prop throne. Prop throne? Yeah. Thrones are, can be fancy. It says ornate wooden throne with holes in upholstery. Hmm. Prop crown. There it is. Severely dented. Oh my god. Bryolette gems measuring three centimeters in length, three centimeters in width, and three centimeters in height. We just figured it out. No, the gems are too big. Oh, it's three, three, three? Yeah, it's uh, three, three, two. The measurements the, for the gem is three, three, two. Yeah, the ruby's three, three, two. Yeah, Christ. so these gems are too big, but we can put a little marker, write down potential weapons, and then we'll make a list of potential weapons. So potentially, it's the prop crown. And it's severely dented? Yeah. Or why? Severely dented, and it includes gems. And it's three by three by three. No, the the crown, the gems in the crown are five by three by three. Oh, five by three. By three. Yeah, the Christ. the murder the murder ruby was three three yeah. two. Okay. okay, following items: sewing kit, pan flute, paper mache prop sword, metal prop sword. Let's see what the metal prop sword description is. Log log lodged separately due to superior make rusted into sheath gold fill something contains gems that are three centimeters in length two centimeters in width and four centimeters in height nope missing the gems in this order missing hmm i'm just write that down yeah right metal sword uh dash missing gems 
And what are the... Um, Three, two, four. Okay. Uh, inventory. Filled binders, paper mache head with fake blood, boxes of fake facial hair, loose ruby gemstone, which was found among sand spilled from sandbags, uh, emerald cut, six centimeters in length, two centimeters in width, and three centimeters in height. Again, not the right size. Dang. Sandbags. Metallic eagle sculpture. Hmm. Coat rack. Bear costume. Staff. Orangutan costume. Jesus Christ. Harnesses. Scene backdrops. Cane. Oh, let me read the, the information for the cane. Wooden shaft measuring three centimeter or three feet. Circular metal head. Oh, I know what the murder weapon is. What? Circular metal head, three inch diameter. Gem inserts measuring, get this, three by three by two. Missing one. What the? It has to be the cane. My only reason it wouldn't be the cane is because the indention is eight centimeters. On the head, it's eight centimeters. And it's only a three inch di- Wait, no, no. Something else with three inches. Yeah, that would be three inches. It has to be the cane. What what was it? What was three inches again? Something three, was three inches. So eight centimeters is four inches, roughly. Right, right. There it is. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. I feel like it might be the cane. Uh, costume trunks, lengths of rope, set of stage lighting rigging, prop Thompson submachine gun, Shoe trunks, box of speakers, drum set, splintered guitar neck. I feel like it has to be the cane. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. Let me, uh, so we went through the inventory list. Let me get the little thing that tells us what to do. Okay. It says, not this, the other thing you have it. No. The little black card. This. Thank you. Okay. On the card, it says, examine all documents and items for clues. Check the website. Check the virtual desktop. Decipher all coded messages. Begin a profile on each of the suspects. Begin a timeline of events. Complete the objective provided by your contact, Julia. When you know the answer to the objective outlined in your contacts letter, send a message through the email shortcut on the virtual desktop, put the word curtains in the subject line, in the body of the message, type the murder weapon you identified based on the evidence in this episode. I feel like we should send an email for Kane. Right, so that's on the... Desktop. You send an email. I see right here. Email. Okay. We didn't decipher this stuff, but I feel like this stuff is more of leading us to like who killed her. But I so, feel like we figured out this one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, well, what's the what's the email? Um, it's on your paperwork that you have there. Find oh, right. the letter from Julia. Okay. 
okay so type in the email and then when you do the um the subject line type in curtains and capital letters message sent you will be automatically returned to the inbox she replied what'd she say i think you're right about the murder weapon the cane isn't the only thing the police found in the attic that could have caused viola's in injuries but the size and shape of the ruby is it's missing matches the one found on her remains if I remember correctly, Viola's mother was carrying a cane matching that description on the day Viola was last seen alive. This seems suspicious, but since the cane was taken away from Olga during the altercation in the theater, anyone could have been there at the time and could have used it to kill Viola. Unfortunately, that includes both my grandparents. My dad always spoke fondly of his parents, but I can't help wondering if he knew them as well as he thought he did. Maybe one of them went to the grave carrying a secret they never thought anyone would discover. It's been bad enough knowing poor Viola was lying there alone for all those years just waiting for someone to find her. I hate the thought of that. After hiding her body up there, someone went on with their life as if nothing ever happened. Even more than that, I hate knowing that the killer is still away, is still getting away with it more than 80 years later. Whoever's responsible, I want to set the record straight. Viola deserves that much at least. We've got a real shot at getting to the bottom of this now that you're on the case michelle was right you've been an incredible help thank you i've been so preoccupied with the board that i could that i know i couldn't have done this on my own they're really on my case over this whole mess as if it were my idea to run the theater into a crime scene i keep telling them i'm doing everything i can to clear things up as quickly as possible now that you've uncovered a concrete lead i'm hoping they'll get off my back for a while knowing you've identified the murder weapon makes me feel better at least I'm going to call my friend on the force and relay what you've discovered. I'll write again as soon as I have an update. I'll send any other relevant information your way too. Until then, just picture me giving you a standing ovation. So we, we beat this week's um, case. Wait, this is it? Yeah. And we didn't even do half the things? Yeah, well, those things help us figure out who actually killed her. So we can do these things in the next episode, but we don't have to do it tonight since we don't have the next box. Oh, so we gotta stay with the subscription. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, well, we'll discuss if we decide to, like, continue it. But we figured out the murder weapon. It was fairly easy. <laughs> Straightforward. We just had to read. Yeah, as long as you read and took notes, you figured it out. Because you were just looking for the size. Dang. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. Hunt a killer, we gotta talk. We'll, we'll think about it. Because that was uh, really easy. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know, know if we'll continue it. Because, like, know. it's just going to be this easy. It's just a lot of reading. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I don't mm. think so. I think I'm going to cancel it. Okay. But it was a fun little It was fun while episode. it lasted. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> we didn't stop. And then right? the next episode would have the inventory. I'm like, okay, first ten minutes, we figured it out. Yeah. So that's good. I was really hoping to get to the inventory because I felt like we'd probably figure it out once we got to the inventory. And the, Dang. Oh my god. Okay. I'm glad I just jumped right into the envelope instead of reading all these letters because they're in cursive. They're hard to read. Okay. I'm <sighs> getting tired. Yeah. It's the end of the night. We're winding down. We're winding it down. It's all right. To well. Say goodbye, guys. Well, we'll 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 see you next time. Um. Yeah. Thanks for listening and. and 
staying on this very, very long yeah. journey with us. If very you long guys, episode. if you guys do any cases or recommend any subscriptions, because obviously this, this is one. not the only. Oh yeah, this is like, the only mystery box. Yeah, yeah. box that we could get. Possibly we can try a different one. Yeah, I think I think that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. But Hunt's a Killer, yeah. not a sponsor. You guys ain't it. Mm-hmm. That's okay though. Um, next next time we'll be talking about um, the Watts family murder. So Hey-o. that'll be exciting. It was a really fun. No, I don't want to say fun, but at the same time, it was a really interesting session to record and oh, like yeah. just everything that went down with that and like the things that have currently happened like there was a documentary made about mm-hmm. it he is like in prison but i think he has a girlfriend now which is just insane yeah. like it's a good time it was a good time with our friend juliet and mm-hmm. we uh yeah well we're so excited for you guys to hear it and um yeah until then bye 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 <laughs> so stupid <laughs>